Welcome to Apocalypse Campfire Radio. Even with no show business, Fred sees the light at the end of the tunnel, touching on the cosmos and things in between. An entertainer and sales agent for the performing arts, the possible alien starseed shares what he would take with him in an apocalyptic scenario. In true apocalypse mode, the session was captured remotely. Just to let you know where I was, when I started the year, I weighed 195 pounds. And I got the flu and I lost a few pounds. And right now I weigh 171. So I've lost like 25 pounds since January between the flu and this pandemic. So I'm going to need new clothes when I get out. (laughs) I'm an actor too. People don't believe that guys like me could actually be actors. But my manager contacted me and we met in December and I said, why would you want to represent me? I mean, there's a million people out there that look better. They're younger. They're thinner. She goes, because you walk up to the table and say, I hope you're not too disappointed. Everybody's telling me how great they are. You're telling me how terrible you are. I want to work with you because you could play that guy. There's no show business. This thing has totally turned me into a germaphobe and a hypochondriac. I'm going to go to 10 doctors when it's over and have them look at everything. Once this is over, I'm not skipping appointments anymore and going, oh, one day. I'm going. <laughs> I was very grateful that I did go to the DMV when I did go. I went in February too. It might have been a mistake to get the real ID, but I, I fell for their whole tactics and everything. You're so young. I'm, I'm like ready to be a senior citizen in a few years. I, I wish I could be young like you. You know, I'm turned the big six zero in a couple of years. So, Are you, you know, serious? I'm 58. Yeah. I could maybe play a professor one day, although I, I did try to go to grad school once. I, I spent a week in grad school uh, back in the 80s to become a history professor, and I got a job, so I quit. (laughs) Real and imagined. How do you survive the apocalypses? If you had five minutes to flee, what would you take with you? I had five minutes? Well, um, the edibles take an hour and a half to kick in, but I got them in case the vape pen... I don't do that because of the lung stuff right now, you know, but this stuff will get you to Jupiter right away. And because I live with a roommate, I don't like smoke weed. So I I would use the edibles, but yeah. And then probably listen to some Beatles songs on the way out. That's I'm showing my age now, you know, I'd probably listen to some seventies tunes, maybe um, hit the vape pen once and just relax into my next incarnation, whatever that's going to be. There's lots of people that listen to the seventies though, right now. It's not like your age. so I've been reading my dream dictionary because I've been having a lot of weird dreams. And then I've been reading up on um, what I've been going to become in my next life, Bhagavad Gita. I think I was a tortoise at one point in my last incarnation. But they when say, did you realize that? Just my personality. I kind of, I'm older. I move a little slower now. I'm content to, you know, to be at home with a thing on my back. You know, I'm, I'm, I would be happy as a tortoise. You lived to 200 years. You got your choice of mates. You know, you could always get a job at a petting zoo. And you lived to 200. So it's, it's great. <laughs> I heard something really tragic and freaky about a zoo, I think, in Germany. I want to say it's some zoo, some type of zoo type place in Germany. And they were saying, if things get really bad with this pandemic, they're going to have to start euthanizing the animals. Not only that, but like start feeding them, you know, so it doesn't go to waste, I guess, feeding them to the other animals. I heard they did that in the Depression where they shot the animals and they killed them for the meat. And then they distributed the meat 
to the people in the town. It was someplace in like Tennessee. What are you going to do with a tiger steak? I wouldn't know how to cook that. I mean, I, w- I wouldn't want to eat it in the first place. Did you see Tiger King, by the way? No. Oh, you have to watch it. It's so demented. It's wonderful. It's one of my things I was watching to survive the pandemic. I watched Tiger King, all seven episodes in like a day and a half. <laughs> Okay, so you're washing your hands a lot to the point where your hands are practically bleeding. Yeah, you can see right there. I mean, you can see the... Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah, that's a yeah, real... I, I'm, I'm really, uh, oh, you yeah, go got, all the way. Them. Yeah, I do oh, the surgeon thing. The I go, I do so you that. scrub down. Yeah, I, I scrub down and I start singing and I got 20 seconds to get the knuckles and I'm getting inside. I wash my hands and I won't have touched anything and I'm like, I go do it again, you know. And two hours later, what was the last time I watched him again? And this is a guy that nothing bothered me. I lived in New York for eight years. I rode the subway. I, I used to let oh, I'll never catch anything. I don't catch anything. I'd be at work. Ah, people cough up. Ah, that's not a big deal. I'm not gonna catch anything. And all of a sudden this thing hit and it turned me into a total germaphobe. I put Clorox, I washed it because I have one roommate. Uh, I made a Clorox bleach solution. Every time I use the kitchen, I'm doing the the handles and the door and the mail, you know, I'm just, I've gone crazy. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, after this, I'm just going to be asexual because I don't want to touch anybody ever again, kiss anybody, whatever. Ooh. I was dating this person that I met online. Uh-huh. I was just uh-huh. thinking about that because like, if you're not sure about somebody, that's really awkward. Before you kiss me, can you just jump in this vat of bleach? This is obviously a joke. Please don't jump into a vat of bleach. Go wash your hands. <laughs> right. Go, go wash your hands that. first. How are we going to get back to normal? That's what I want to know. Are we ever going to be able to go to the Hollywood Bowl or to the Greek theater and see a concert and not worry? Oh, somebody sneezed. Ah. I honestly think some of us are going to just be so traumatized. I love to go to concerts. I work where I work and I get a lot of tickets. My friends are journalists. He gets tickets for the bowl and I'll buy tickets for the Greek theater sometimes. And, you know, I like concerts. I mean, I went to like 20 of them last year. I even saw Barry Manilow at the end of the season. Huge fan, by the way. And, um, <laughs> but I don't, I don't want that to be my last. I want concerts to come back because I don't want Barry Manilow to be my last concert. <laughs> I want to go out like on Beethoven or something or, you know, or the Rolling Stones or something. Not, you know, that I, that I went and saw Barry Manilow and, you know. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, was, he was, you know what's saving my, my life in this is music. I mean, listen to my headphones I listened to all the Beatles stuff, like all, like the whole, the whole catalog. And I discovered things I didn't, like I listened to the song Rain. It's like, this is the most beautiful song. I mean, this is with the delay. And I was listening to, you know, old blues songs and Coltrane and Beethoven. And I just can't get enough. I mean, and then One Hit Wonders from the 70s and singing. I have a karaoke machine here. And I broadcasted a few karaoke songs to quarantine karaoke. I like singing. I'm just not very good at it. And I've been working on my ukulele skills. I've been playing my uke. Maybe I'm enjoying it too much. Maybe I don't have to go out anymore. (laughs) I have a roommate, but she somehow skipped town right as this was starting to go stay with family and have like some cabin somewhere because the kid was like out of school. She just went over there with her two dogs. So I've had the whole place to myself. I was really nervous because I didn't know when she was going to come back. I didn't want her to come back. She's actually a medical professional. So she's not like a nurse or a doctor, but she works in a medical center if she exposes herself and everything. Mm -hmm. So what is that like? You got to share the space with one roommate. Do you stay in your room or do you just try Uh, to keep a distance? Well, I've been here with the same roommate for 17 years. We've been getting along for 17 years. I'm pretty easy to get along with. I socially distance even from the people around me 
more than six feet, you know, like, cause I don't want to catch anything, you know, but I am good about wiping things down. I go out there every now and then, but I mostly stay in my room just because this is where all the action is, you know, <laughs> talk to my mother every day. That takes about a half an hour. And then my manager will text me sometimes. How are you doing with all the money I'm missing? I better get some gig to make up for all this that I'm not making right now. It's a shame that we have to worry about money. Have you had to file any unemployment or anything Not like lately, that, but or? I've been unemployed at various okay. points in my life, for sure. Obviously, you know, I was lucky to get a BA. I was one of those people that, this is as far as you go, you know, this is it. So I'd probably have to get like a role where I could be called doctor. think I was a doctor, but really wasn't. And I could say, hi, I'm Fred Olson. I'm not a real doctor. I just play one on TV. I think I am an alien. I've been studying it on YouTube. I know it sounds strange. People think I'm making jokes, but there are what's called star seeds. But we could all be aliens from other places. And some people are born here as human beings, and they're basically like showing the way, you know? <laughs> so you could tell I had a lot of downtime to study this, you know? <laughs> I've been reading the Bhagavad Gita, you know, and I, because there's weird stuff in there. Did you ever read the Bhagavad Gita? Did you ever like, did no. you ever you know what it is? It's the Hindu, it's the Hindu uh, New Testament. It's cool. There's aliens and everything. It's trippy. We actually have a book that was given to me in one of those work Yankee exchanges. <laughs> it was the story of this yogi and it gets really kind of, oh, kind of that, superstitious to be honest. Paramanda Yogananda? I that, think is so. It's an autobiography of a yogi. Do you yes, know yes, so, that one. I read that book. That book actually it ties in with Christianity. He ties a lot of things in with what my background was as a Catholic. That was the book that George Harrison got when he was with the Beatles in '66. He got that book and he started reading it because he saw a sitar, and he got with Ravi Shankar, and he went to India. And when the Beatles went in '68, they stayed for like. I think Ringo stayed for a week or two and Paul stayed for a month and John stayed for a month and a half and George stayed for six months. <laughs> I love that book. It's great. I ate it up. I only started it and I took it home for the holidays at one point and mm -hmm. I just kind of like left it there because I'm like, I'm just going to read this when I'm here and have that be my book for mm -hmm. when I'm at home with my parents. Right. Who knows when that's going to be? It's a little out there, but it's a good it's, read. If he was here or somebody like that was here, I'd, I'd go and hang out and want to learn. Wait, would you break quarantine? To well, no, I wouldn't break, no, I wouldn't break quarantine. But I tell you, if, if he was there, you know, and this was all fine, I'd go, I'd go sit and hang out and meditate and do all the stuff and wear the orange for a while. Yeah, I, I'd, I'd do that. Yeah, I could, I could see myself hanging out with those people for a while. It'd be fun. With those people. Yeah. What do you think their advice would be in quarantine? I think their advice would be to own the moment, to be in the moment. That you don't have the past, you don't have the future. This is the moment. Breathe. Mindfulness is important. If washing my hands is what I'm doing right now, I'm doing that. If I'm on the phone selling, I'm doing that. I'm not worried about catching the virus. I'm being mindful of what's going on. But I think that's what it would be. That's why I'm on YouTube, watching YouTube videos and then reading books. Are you familiar with Ernest Holmes? I, I don't a book think so. Called Science of Mind. And he was what was called. He was a New Thought author. Now there's a group called Science of Mind. I definitely have a spiritual side. I'm not just a guy that makes jokes. <laughs> I feel like yeah. I have a spiritual side too. It's kind of more of just like a sense of kind of ethics, 
but I will just say that there is a Catholic guilt influence for sure, mm-hmm. <laughs> which no, could we- also be an Asian family influence too, <laughs> and like army brat influence, all of that. Have you ever heard of the term Christ consciousness? Have you heard of that, that term before? I'm not sure. Well, it, it basically says that we have that divinity in us, you know, which is definitely in the Bible. It's definitely in the Bhagavad Gita. It's in Buddhism. It's basically we have the divinity within us. And no matter what religion you are, you're discovering that, you know, that that consciousness, the, the, the God within or the divine within. Although some people who are not religious have that too. You know, they just don't like the trappings of religion. You know, they don't like church and people, you know, leaders and organized religion, but they still have a belief of their own divinity or the divinity that they're part of a larger a larger thing we call it might call it infinite intelligence or um atman you know there's different terms for it you look at like yoga for example and just like mm-hmm. how on trend that is right now and right, how everybody's right. like namaste i mean i certainly don't i'm not for the whole um you know like dogmatic type right. you know, practices and things like that but you kind of have to find what works for you. And, you know, I respect that. Right. I mean, for me, I just pick and choose what I want. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, no, I, I think that's fine. You ever heard of the Tao Te Ching before? Taoism? I think so. You know? I, yeah. Well, I got that book. And I've also got an I Ching as well. And I've looked into the I Ching. But Tao Te Ching says, he who speaks does not know. And he who knows does not speak. It's the people that are always telling you the way to God and all the answers. I think those people are just, can I say full of shit? but full of shit, you know, <laughs> it's like, whereas I think that the real spiritual person that really knows doesn't have to tell you. It's just, it's just an innately part of their nature. That's why you'll never see me out there with pamphlets trying to convert people to anything. I did go through that phase. I, let me tell you that I did go through 20 something years of that phase and I'm glad it's done. You know, <laughs> when was this? I want to like envision this, was, this past friend. This, this was back in college and maybe through maybe around 2000 or the early 2000s. But I was Presbyterian. I, I kept asking questions, you know, and the thing is people kept saying, oh, nobody had questions. And my particular thing was about hell. I didn't think there was a, any reason to punish anybody for eternity. To me, that not what how I think about God. I think about a loving God who wants to impart what you are and correct. If there's anything that needs to be corrected, we're all going to be corrected. Life's like a school. This is like a college and we're learning. When this one's over, we go on to the next thing and we learn and we learn and we go through. That's why I'm interested in reincarnation because I've really been studying it and thinking, well, if I'm thinking this thought now, and getting spiritual and thinking about these things now, I must be evolving to where many lives ago I was just not thinking about this. So maybe we're evolving. That's why I like to use that term evolution. You know, we're, we were one species and now we're becoming another. What I want to do is do this show where you think it's just two guys singing Rhinestone Cowboy in front of the movie theater, but they're really talking about all this cosmic stuff going on. Could be interesting. Oh, yeah. So sorry to go deep on you. You must think I'm crazy by now. I mean, other guys want to talk about, like, sports and football. And (laughs) I like football. I like it. I just don't watch it all day. I was never into cars. And, oh, and look at that girl. I hate I was never into that. I was terrible at math. I'm a total nerdy and geeky guy. I just didn't get any math. But I guess maybe now that I'm a senior nerd, the universe has got to be saying, we just put a little pandemic for you to learn some things. So I have a budding theory 
that this mm -hmm. is potentially a simulated reality. Uh, oh, yeah, I, I do. Absolutely. I think the same thing. I'm with you on that. I think this is all an illusion. And we're going to wake up from this and be something else. <laughs> I can't say that for me, I'm going to wake up eventually. Like, I don't know that. But the truth is, is it's really strange just how things are manifesting. But, you know, there's some mm. positive things that are coming out obviously that our planet has needed, you know, things like, oh my gosh, there was a starfish right. that nobody's seen for years. They thought maybe it was extinct and it appeared because we haven't been out there destroying the planet as we usually do. And in Italy, they're, they're, they can see dolphins now in, in Venice in, in the canals, you know? And now there's that uh, whole bioluminescence that's going on. Have you seen that? Yes, where you can see the, the like, see through the water. And you can see the dot was it dolphins? Yeah, I think what happens is the water glows, but what's really glowing, it's like plankton or something that has this bioluminescence and something about, I want to say I read that it was like when it rains and the plankton, that plankton rises and that's what you're actually seeing through the water. So then at night, it'll light up the water and that's how you see the dolphins. And it looks like neon. You know about the densities? Wait, what is this? Okay, yeah, it's it's part of this theory, you know, where we're what's called 3D, three density, 3D. We're going into 4D, which is then expanded consciousness, to get to 5D, which is the, really where space and time, basically humans will get to this existence where we won't need a body in 5D. We are 3D right now, you know, and animals are 2D because they don't have speech. 1D is obviously like minerals and plants and things that don't have any, you know, but they still are alive. I've just started to learn about this, so I'm not an expert, but we're 3D. 4D is the next density. People have come from 4D, like Jesus and Buddha and these enlightened souls. They're 4D. I think we're all going to that. Some are going to be left behind because some don't want to learn, but I think by you recognizing these things, it sounds like you're going to the next density. Wow. So wait. I haven't had any weed. I haven't had any weed yet tonight. I'm not high right now. I actually, this ha happened with me seeing The Secret in 2008 and look what it's become, you know? <laughs> but I also learned where you have to draw the line. Like you can't indulge in everything. You've got to, okay, you know what? I'll do my E-Chang, but that's it, you know? <laughs> <laughs> no, as you were describing that though, the 1D, the 2D, the 3D, 4D, 5D, I started feeling like, I don't know. It was really exciting. It's an enlightenment because for a while, you know, all people thought about was like, I go to work, I come home, I get beer on Fridays. But if you notice how we were a century ago and how people are now, they're a lot more in tune and spiritual and thinking of things. Whereas a hundred years ago, did people think of these things much except for a few select people who maybe wrote these books. Whereas now, laymen, people who aren't great writers, starting to think like, hey, I'm, I'm starting to get in touch with this, this inside of what I am inside. There's a meme I think I saw, something about physics and how physics yeah. was created way back in the day because they were just so bored. Mm. And so maybe we will come up with something in this quarantine right now. Yeah, I think it's the, it's the quantum field. It's like the field of all possibilities. Since we are connected, I know this is going to sound weird, but sometimes I'm like lying in my bed at night and I'm with this pandemic. I'm thinking, okay, I'm just going to breathe in and breathe out for all those people that can't, that are struggling right now. I'm going to, I'm going to send them my breath. I don't know these people. Hopefully it'll be, you know, I don't, they don't have to be in this city. They can be on halfway around the world. Let me just send them my breath. Let me send them my healing. 
let me see about if I can ease their pain a little bit. You know, and I, I don't know if that's weird or not. I don't know if other people think that thought. It's not uh, weird to me at all. I think it's actually very, very beautiful. And it's kind of what I practice almost by default when I do things like meditation. They're always encouraging you, right. you know, with the vibes and everything. And sometimes I have these things where when I'm sleeping and I'm half between wake and sleep, I'll really have these, like I'm almost like a meditative state and I can almost hear what's being told to me, you know, okay, you're doing the right thing. Tomorrow's going to be better. You're learning. This is a learning thing. I guess it's like a trance state that I put myself in when I go to sleep. I've been doing that since I was a kid and was told by church people, oh, don't do that. That's the cult. You can't do that. Uh, stop. But it's like, no, I mean, sleep is a natural thing. I mean, if there's a creator, he, she, or it made us with this ability. And I like to say she, because I certainly think that if there's a divine, there's got to be not just an old man in the sky with a beard. I think that's an outdated concept. <laughs> um, it goes back to my Catholic root. I'd like to see Mary. She, she's okay with me. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't give her enough credit, you know. She didn't ask for that. <laughs> she didn't ask to be a pregnant teenager. That's really great that you do that, that kind of trance-like thing that you get when you're falling asleep. I probably don't do that naturally. Like, I don't, I don't give myself enough positivity generally, I think, and mm -hmm. I'm trying to work on it. A lot of people have this too, not just me. I think they have a lot of the inner chatter, you know, the voices yes. in your head that tell you. Monkey, monkey mind. Monkey, monkey mind. mind. Monkey mind. There's a really great book. It's called something like How to Tame Your Gremlin. The revised edition of the book is Taming Your Gremlin, a surprisingly simple method for getting out of your own way. But okay. basically, you've got your own gremlins. Each has its own character persona. Do you visualize? Yes, I visualize. I visualize myself when all this is over. I think of sitting there in the room with my mother three years from now when she turns 95. And she's like, oh, oh, it's great. You won the Oscar for Best Supporting Actor. You couldn't do this when your dad was alive, huh? Because that's kind of the thing you know, that he, she'd say to me. Why couldn't you do this when your dad was alive, you know? <laughs> I actually was with my dad when he died. I, I felt like it was like a spiritual experience. I felt like I was there because I got to be with him while everybody else was asleep. I got to actually be with him in that moment, and I had a real feeling. He died two years ago. I got to be with him. It was a beautiful experience. It was like, okay, he's now going to that next step. That does sound really beautiful. It, it was. It was. I, the whole funeral, I wasn't, like, crying. I was like, okay he's released. He's now going on to that next step. You know, he doesn't have all this stuff he has to worry about anymore, health and things like that. You know, he was 87. So do you feel that he has like a presence watching somehow, like watching you at all? Yeah, I think he gets it now. I think we were at odds, like, you know, because you know how parents are, you know, what they wanted you to do and what you did with your life or doing with your life is never what they never match up, you know, and I'm really the black sheep of the family. Because in South Louisiana, I'm supposed to be, you know, living in a house, working in the family business, drinking beer, weighing 300 pounds and going to Saints games and, and being a good Catholic, you know, and just not asking questions, you know, but my path was different. Like my dad said, you just want to be different. You don't want to follow with what everybody else does. It's like, never followed the crowd. I figured they're lost. <laughs> Where are you originally from? I guess you could say I identify with being from the San Francisco Bay Area the most. Okay. But as a kid, my dad was in the U.S. Army. 
So we moved around a lot and we actually didn't necessarily live in the Bay Area that much. It's Mm -hmm. just, that's kind of what we called our, you know, like our home base. We have lived there, you know, in various periods and things. And then, you know, my father retired. In some ways, I feel like I'm a little bit from the Midwest because when you're an army brat, you live with, you know, you're around other people that are from all parts of the world and, and the country. And it was kind of a mid, I feel like in a way, very Midwestern mm-hmm. um, or maybe East Coast, even possibly. Right. I almost moved to New York. I was a New Yorker for eight years. I, I love You know, I like the idea anyway of people kind of like being direct and things like that. I don't mm-hmm. know if I would actually like it, but you know, all the stereotypes about New York. There are just some things that I really wanted to see and try. Now I'm just kind of dealing with my life here in California, trying to deal with housing. A friend of mine, like a hiking buddy of mine, even before all this pandemic stuff happened. So here's again, the simulated reality and like manifesting things. He said, well, I have this idea. And we're at the Natural History Museum at the time. I used to be a member. I love it. I go there all the time. He's a member. It was my first time there. They've got like the, what is it, the P-22? Is that the name of the mountain lion? Yeah, he's a mountain lion that got trapped in Griffith Park. Yeah. They actually found him by the Hollywood Bowl, by the Blue Motel, is where they spotted him for the first time. Oh, okay. I didn't know it was by the Blue Motel. And I know what you mean by the Blue Motel. Well, it was actually more by by the Ford Theater. Okay. By the, it was actually at the Ford Theater is where they're really in the parking lot is where they found it. They have like a map, a diagram of P-22's territory mm-hmm. in Griffith Park. Right. And it's really cool. And then you see like the where the road would be. And it's like, mm-hmm. oh, that's kind of a barrier. And like, oh my God, I hope he doesn't get like hit by a car or something. So my friend was revealing this idea. Basically what he was saying is people who are not essential to be in LA, mm-hmm. that don't need to be in LA, shouldn't be in LA. I think he was thinking it would be an unpopular kind of, you know, idea, but that was like his solution because then rants would go down because housing wouldn't be in such demand, right? Right, Less people. And then the pandemic hit. And then I was talking to him about housing again. And he said, yeah, I think housing is actually going to go down now because people are actually going to leave because they can't afford to be here anymore. want to further myself as an actor and really get out there so that I can maybe do something about these ideas that I have. Because I think that there's a lot of people that are spiritual mutts like me that think these things. They just don't have anywhere to plug in. Everybody else who teaches these kind of things looks like Tony Robbins or they look tall and good looking and young and they're thin, you know, and they're all, but coming out of a guy like me, I think this is what the universe had me get older because We got enough 20 and 30 and 40 somethings, maybe somebody older, maybe it's for them. You know, maybe I'm, I'm speaking to a generation that feels lost. I know you're pretty young, but I'm so glad I'm not 26 again. Whereas now I can see the light at the end of the tunnel. I can see this is going to, going to happen. I'm young in a lot of ways. There are some things I just don't care about anymore. It's like, you know what? F it. I'm just going to do it. Well, I'm also working with a life coach and she basically just tells me all I'm doing is removing the blockages. That's all I'm doing. Again, the idea of an apocalypse and and kind of like, mm-hmm. you know, what would you do if you had to survive, if you had to like get out? Yeah. I know you answered the question with, you know, five minutes, but I don't know if you're signed up to any sort of um, emergency alerts or anything for your town or local alerts. Oh, you mean Burbank? I don't know. I, I, Never really thought of that. I mean, I have the thing where the mayor comes on once a day. What is that? <laughs> the, the mayor comes on, gets in my YouTube feed, and she says, hi, this is what's 
I mean, I don't think we've got five minutes left. I think we have a lot more time. <laughs> I don't think it's the end of the world. I, I just think we keep doing what you're doing in the moment. What, what did Martin Luther say? If he found out he was going to die by the end of the week, he'd plant a tree or something. If I was going to die Friday, I'd plant a tree, you know, because I want to leave something for the people that come behind us. That's beautiful. Your take is so, it's very inspiring and very uplifting, actually. I guess, you know, as an army brat, I'm sort of conditioned to always think you got to be prepared. Right. Almost like think the worst sometimes. By the way, both my parents, they grew up literally in war. They lost their parents and, you know, there was so much sadness and, and loss there. Yeah. I can't help but think in terms of like, oh my God, you know, apocalypse emergency. I mean, maybe what I should be doing is thinking a little bit more positively, but I just like how the question uncovers what is important right. to you. Okay, well then what if in the middle of the night, I don't know if you're in your trance state or not. Maybe it's something else. You know, the water pipes broke. You just need to get out in two minutes. If I grab my ukulele and my laptop and maybe some peanut butter, and obviously my phone to record a last message. Hi, I'm Fred. I'm checking out. I was here on planet Earth. This was my time. I guess it's done. You know? <laughs> what are you going to call to leave this message? Or oh, I'm going to leave this outgoing greeting. I guess maybe I just record it and if somebody finds it, they can play it, you know. We need to keep in contact up until the end. Call my mother, see how she's doing. Am I dying or am I, is it the apocalypse? Are we all dying or, or is you're it You're not like dying, you're just, but you're trying to survive. Or maybe what it is is you're helping other people by leaving in two minutes. Bring my phone, maybe my laptop, my charger, you know, batteries, maybe my backpack that I'd probably pack with stuff. But two minutes, I wouldn't have to, I'd just bring the phone then. Yeah, it's not a lot of time at all. I have my stuff in a suitcase in case uh -huh. I need to leave and jump in my car or something. Okay, see, I don't drive anymore. I, I, I gave it up. Just actually because it was cheaper and I take buses and I walk and I take Ubers if I need to and it saved me a lot of money and I'm also kind of saving the planet because you're not polluting anything. I almost gave up my car too. And then I almost went to New York because I wouldn't have to drive. But right. things changed. It, was, it yeah. was kind of more like day job and yada yada. I just hated paying that insurance bill every month. And the repairs got to be so much. And I was like, I live close. I could take a bus there. So why don't I just do that? So I just let the car go. It is and so freeing to not have to drive. Are you going to the grocery store? Or are they delivering it to you? Oh, no. I'm doing delivery as much as possible. I think I went to the grocery store this last Saturday and it had been about three weeks since I'd been out, out to the grocery store. And then I had to get gas two days before that. And that was like just to have gas sitting in my car. What I did discover is I've been eating more vegetables. I know that's not like a earth shattering, but I bought broccoli and I bought cauliflower and I bought frozen fruit. And I feel like I'm eating healthy now. I feel like I'm really eating healthy. And I've been taking my zinc. Good for you. I am, I feel like I'm both, I'm both doing better and worse. I am eating better because I'm eating more fish because I'm at home and I'm actually cooking the fish. When I go to work, mm -hmm. I don't eat fish. I eat other like chicken and stuff. I'm eating less veggies though, because it's just more groceries to deal with. Right, I'm right. eating more junk because I'm eating uh -huh. like all kinds of carbs because that's what I have to eat here. At one point I was like doing more exercise than I normally would because I started doing these like various in-home workouts and I was really enjoying them. But then mm -hmm. there's just days where I don't like do anything at all, like physical at mm -hmm. all. So <laughs> well, I, I, I try to take an hour's walk a day, but if it's too hot, I can't, but I try to walk. I put my headphones on. I listen to my songs. I listen to, you know, what I want to listen to, listen to some podcasts, but I try to walk for at least an hour or two a day. 
I just need to keep in shape or get in shape. For me in my neighborhood, mm -hmm. it gets a little congested because everybody started taking their daily walks or it just felt sketchy, like too right. empty. And I was like, ooh, this feels really dodgy. Like I don't like it, but I have a backyard here so I can go there if I really need it. Or we have like a little table and chairs, it's kind of like a deck in the front. So I've definitely got oh. like things to do. Oh good, okay. Do you wear a mask on when walks, you go On walks, I do. A checkerboard grid of black acoustical foam squares lined the bedroom wall behind Fred. I have a carpenter's mask that I wear. It's, it's the dust mask. It's actually pretty good. It's supposed to be N95. Right. But, um, but I had it from when I was putting those things up. <laughs> I had a bunch of them. And so it's like, now I can use them. Somebody gets too close to you. You know, I've had a couple of incidents where, oh, somebody might've gotten a little too close to me. And I'm like, ah, jump out of the way. Yeah, I don't like I, that. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I've had a couple of incidents where I was walking and a guy came up on a bicycle behind me. And he was probably 12 feet away, but it's, uh, I suppose he was too close, you know. That's really brave of I don't you want to wear headphones when you're out there. Like I have my ears very open so I can hear uh -huh. every single thing. Uh -huh. um, just watch out. Maybe for guys, it's less of a thing. Even when I do listen to music, I'll only have like one earbud on because I need to hear what's going on around me. I mean, if anybody tried to rob me, they would only get experience. I mean, they're not going to get much money, you know? That's what my mother used to say. Like, if people break into this house, they're only going to get experience, you know? They're not going to get anything, you know? But I'm just more concerned about somebody coming close. Oh, you got to walk across the street, you know? They're in the way. Oh, no, what if they come? Oh, and you got to, it's like James Bond movie. It's kind of like a video game in my head. You know, you don't have to worry about people like being racist towards you, I don't think. I, I heard about some of these people, they would do or go hit somebody or attack somebody in like a racist attack. It's like, it's stupid. You just get, if that's another person that you're getting, you could get the virus from, you know, just leave everybody alone. You know, I don't, I don't want to get close to anybody, you know, <laughs> that makes no sense. You're afraid of the virus, but you're going to attack somebody. They could have the virus. To those who are new and not so new to this podcast, my arsenal includes a taser and can of pepper gel. This is what I was showing Fred. If I had none of these things, I think the mm -hmm. only thing I would just start doing is just like start coughing wildly. Ah, you know? ah. Like I can't help it. Back away, I'll cough on you. Why would anybody bother anybody else? Evolution doesn't favor the stupid. It really doesn't, you know. Put Bill Nye in charge. Put Bill, Bill Nye. Bill Nye, the science or, guy. Or the other guy, the, the astrophysicist, Neil deGrasse Tyson. Put him <laughs> in charge. Since this session was recorded, unprecedented wildfires have been raging in Colorado, Oregon, and California, as climate change combines with the impacts of COVID-19. Fred moved back to Louisiana and plans to return to Los Angeles when the pandemic is over. May you survive your own apocalypse. This program is intended for entertainment purposes only. While attempts are made to present accuracy, the show's content should not be taken as factual. If you choose to take any action after listening to this show, the choice is yours and yours alone. 